Welcome to the Light Reading Podcast. This is the only podcast that covers the people, technology, and finance powering tomorrow's communications networks and today's. Uh, we're here in Denver at the Cable Next Gen Strategy and Technology Technology and Strategies event. I'm here with Jeff. I'm here with Kelsey. I'm here with Alan. Oh, thank you, intern. <laughs> Kelsey was just handed a glass of wine as she was uh, she was obviously drinkless. But uh, we're here in Denver where it's been snowing and everyone's happy to be inside, but we uh, uh, soon will be dispersing out into the world. But before we do, we need to talk about what's been happening at the show and um, also what's happening in the cable industry at large. So I guess the, the only place to start is this, uh, this whole 5G versus 10G. Um, is, is this really a thing? Is, is, there, is there really a, uh, a cable industry uh, competitive streak that's going to put them against operators in terms of uh, you know, network to network? Yeah, I would say, I would say yeah, it, it's weird because I think it's kind of being played up in some, some ways like there is some competition between the two, but when mm -hmm. you kind of look at what they represent, they're actually kind of complementary. Okay. Because 10G is about you know symmetrical 10 gigabits on wired networks and you know and, and G is for gigabits and 5G is fifth generation and you know so you're gonna need 10G to kind of feed 5G. Right. But it's it's more fun to kind of turn it into some sort of battle. Right. On. Yeah, I was going to add, I'd say yes and no. On the one hand, they're not really competitive technologies, but on the other hand, cable's trying to ride on the hype around 5G by playing up 10G, even though they're not really comparable Gs, the right. different Gs. Right. Yeah, that, that, that's what I think is, is, is interesting, is that cable jumped on the, um, it, this just came out at, the branding part just came out at this year, right? CS. CS, yes. Okay. So this, is, this, hasn't, this hasn't been a thing they've been um, talking up, or has, has 10G been around a long time and they just haven't really gone public about it no they, they did it around ces i think primarily just to steal some thunder okay. away from all the 5g even though when you went to the event where they talked about it, they're like this is not about that but oh, right. you know <laughs> but it is i mean <laughs> i mean you know so it's marketing. i don't think yeah it's, it's totally marketing but um uh, just to kind of hang their hat on a term and try to give themselves some credit mm. you know for for the direction that they're going so they had something to kind of talk about that can kind of compete with all the discussion and hype, quite honestly, that's going around with, uh, with 5G. Right, and you can see why they would go to 10G as a marketing term, because otherwise they'd have to call the technology full duplex DOCSIS 3.1. And that wouldn't, wouldn't quite go over quite as well. Snappy. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kelsey, are you drinking a full duplex DOCSIS 3.1 uh, vintage? I hope not. <laughs> just a short day. It sounds, it's, yeah, it just sounds, it sounds, uh, yeah, it's too, uh, uh, too pretentious. Too much of an yeah, thing. yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's long, symmetrical, though. It's long like, finish. Upstream yeah, and it goes downstream, you know. <laughs> right. Wow, these are cable wine jokes. This is good stuff. I like it. Um, so, but for the, for the good of the order, is, 10G a thing in terms of uh, the future of the cable industry? Do we do we need it? Is it something that is, is it sort of a moonshot, or is it something that's really, really necessary and really happening? Well, I think I think the underlying technologies. I mean, that, that's all happening. And one thing that that I kind of learned that I was mistaken about was I always kind of conflated 10G with full duplex DOCSIS. And then, you know, we hear today from Phil 
uh, McKinney with Cable Lab saying, no, it's a collection of different technologies. Yes, full du duplex doxis is part of that, but it's also uh, all fiber technology. Maybe you're using doxis style provisioning, but they're trying to say there's like multiple paths to get there, not just full duplex doxis in HFC. Um, but you know, as far as like the the need and the reality, I mean, yeah, they for for the vast majority of the services and applications, you don't need anything uh, near that. And then they're going to take incremental steps. I mean, they're going to go you know 2G, 4G, and and get you know 10G is kind of the uh, uh, the goal that they're going to try to achieve. Uh, but you know, just make sure they don't get caught flat-footed that they're ready for whatever right. the future is going to throw at them. Yeah, yeah, I'd say it's definitely a moonshot right now because we had a panel where. We're asking people about uh, how they're doing with DOCSIS 3.1 with one gig services, and they're talking about maybe like 2% or 3% of their customers are taking DOCSIS 3.1, are taking one gig services now. Right. And somebody, somebody asked, so why, why go to 10G? And, and they kind of shrugged their shoulders. Well, because, because we can. It made me think of <laughs> President Kennedy, you know, we go to the moon, not because <laughs> it's easy, but because it's high. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I didn't know you did a JFK. It's dead on JFK. Yeah. I, could, I could hardly tell the difference. Yeah. Um, so, hey, while we're on this, we're going to go to break here in a second. But, uh, uh, Alan, you told the joke today. It went over incredibly well, I understand, uh, during the thing. Right. I, I need you to, uh, this is a joke that Kelsey first told, I guess, on one of our uh, editorial calls, or did you just, just whenever? Yeah. Um, all right. Alan, you need to retell the joke, and that'll that'll take us to break. And then when we come back, we'll talk about all the other stuff that's happening. Okay, but I need Kelsey's help with answering the question. Okay, okay. okay. So the, the, uh, the question is, why do all Norwegian boats have barcodes? To Scandinavian. Da -da -da -da. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I think we got about the same result. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, guys. We'll be right back. Think about that one. Must be the delivery. Okay, hopefully we'll have a it was only the only issue was the setup <laughs> and the delivery and the punchline. That was the only issue. <laughs> And we're back at the Light Reading Podcast. Um, for the audio-only listener, um, by the way, if you are watching this now, you can hear it on Apple Podcasts, you can hear it on Google Play, you can hear it on Spotify, you can hear it on SoundCloud, and somewhere on Light Reading, I'm sure. Um, really quickly, my esteemed panel, uh, go around and let's introduce ourselves so that people can put a voice to a name. I'm Phil Harvey. Uh, I forget what my title is <laughs> at Light Reading. I'm probably an editor or something. US go ahead. Yeah, Jeff Baumgartner, Senior Editor, Light Reading. Kelsey Zeiser, Senior Editor at Light Reading and Fine Wine Connoisseur. <laughs> uh, Alan Bresnik, Cable Video Practice Leader for Light Reading. All right, we got all the uh, identification, all the, all the legal stuff out of the way. Now let's get to what else happened at the conference or what else uh, was interesting about the uh, Cable Next Gen Conference day one. I thought the video playbook panel was really interesting and I liked having uh, Mitch Weinrob with Sling TV was on the panel. It was okay. interesting to have his perspective and one thing that stood out to me was he talked about how there's some misconceptions with platforms like Sling that it's more geared toward millennials when in fact their demographics are around 25 to 40 years old and he also knows there's a lot of parents with young kids that um, use Sling TV a lot and they're also trying to branch out into the more seniors market. Um, 
And I also wanted to get Alan's perspective if you feel like the conversation has changed a lot on the cable OTT providers, um, that kind of battle there from last year. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, the cable, cable guys are not talking about fighting OTT video at all anymore. They're all talking about how they can integrate it, uh, what's the best use of it, how they can, uh, how they can leverage it, um, how they can mimic some of the things that the, the Netflixes and Hulus of the world are doing. So there's like the to total collapse of resistance to OTT video, I think, at this point. That's yep. interesting because there's like um, uh, on the on the demographic thing, I can totally see it being OTT video being great for seniors because once they figure out something like a Roku box, they not only have access, to, you know, when when they change services or when they add on services, the experience is exactly the same. So that's a benefit. But the second part of that is it's just so much easier on the budget, you know, that we forget how bloody expensive cable services are when you're buying just the even just the basic package plus one or two, uh, you know, additional channels. Right, especially That's because if you expense your cable bill, Phil. Oh, you can talk to I'm sorry, Kelsey. I was just going to say that that makes a lot of sense because there are just, you know, a lot of people just want a few channels. I talked to my mom and she wants, um, you know, CNN and the local news channels and those are her priorities. So having that flexibility is really important for a lot of demographics. Yeah. And I think um, kind of talking about how cable operators and other pay TV, you know, MVPDs are kind of embracing over-the-top video providers, uh, you know, I think that, um, you know, kind of in the cord-cutting era when the, when the cord that's being cut is pay TV, you know, broadband is now central to the cable operator's business now. But, you know, at some point, even if they roll off of their pay TV service, they still want to maintain some sort of a video relationship. And some of them are doing that through, you know, trying to partner up with an OTT provider. Uh, you know, Mitch brought up an interesting thing as we asked him about that and said, well, what's the, the level of activity there? Mm -hmm. And it sounds like there's a lot of discussions, but video is kind of a, a lower margin product. So if you're going to partner up with a cable operator and you want to do some sort of bounty, right. you know, you're, you're, already, you're taking that margin and you're like slicing it more. So... It's yeah. like, you know, you got to have a win on both sides. So I think that's kind of been the challenge for them. It's like, well, the margin's are already pretty thin. Or yeah. You're asking me to shave it more. Whew. You know, so that's, uh, you know, the, uh, kind of the, the business part of the, the discussion. I think the technology stuff is not that, that difficult now. Yeah. Um, do you think we'll see cable operators offering Sling TV and DirecTV now? Well, I think, I mean, we, we've seen some of it already, right? Um, you know, Comcast is one example. You know, they have Sling TV, but like the international right. channels. But they, you know, the the thing that they announced also was to include Sling TV, like the traditional, the orange and blue tiers. Um, and I think the way that they're going to use that, uh, you know, I don't know for sure, but you know, they've talked about the idea of sending out a device to like a video capable device to their broadband only customers, and you kind of give them video options on top of that and maybe you do a sling tv maybe it's comcast own app but you know just to kind of lead with broadband but have video capabilities on top of it but you got to have some sort of business relationship with comcast to get on that device so that's one example but i think altice usa you know they're gonna have a major provider on their altice one platform so i mean they, they just want to have uh, you know, these options, but it, it kind of comes down to the business and the economics to, to make it work. What, um, what kind of company would you not buy 
uh, pay TV package or, or over the top uh, video package from? Because like we're buying from Amazon and they, they're like an online store that used to sell books. Um, we're buying from Google and they're a search engine. Uh, we're probably going to be buying from Apple someday. They make devices and computers. Um, would you ever get your TV service from Exxon or <laughs> Walmart or? Uh, Not Exxon, maybe Walmart. I think, yeah. I think it depends. Like the way that they're doing it, though, it's like they're te they're going after this with consumers that already have like this billing relationship yeah. with them, and all you got to do is go, yeah, I want that, boom, yeah, I want that, boom. You're not right. toggling right. in and out of apps and all this stuff and, and, and making purchases that way. Um, you know, so I think that you know who owns the customer in these scenarios is going to be is pretty key because you want to remove the friction, you know, for that. I could definitely see a Walmart because I do have one utility bill where you can either auto pay through your bank account or you can go to Walmart and pay. But oh. if you pay with your credit card, there's a charge. So okay. they have some kind of relationship yeah. there as well. So yeah, there's kind of a seamless way to do it. And, you know, I'd say except for Apple, I wouldn't buy it, um, any pay TV from a, a company that had a fruit name. <laughs> mm. No orange, no tangerine. No orange, no tangerine. Oh, the guys at Orange are going to hate that. Uh, oh, France. yeah, you're in yeah. trouble. That's uh, yeah. okay. We're just focusing on the U.S. That's true. They'll never see this. This doesn't go on the Internet or anything. This is good. Dodge that bullet. Okay, one more question for the panel, and then we can, we can uh, go on with our, our happy hour. We're ignoring all of our, uh, our guests out in the, uh, out in the, uh, uh, the conference area. Out, well, no, out in the snow as well. But, um, so what is the Sorry. perfect uh, conference lunchtime dessert. So I have, I have uh, recently formed an opinion about this because today we had cheesecake and, um, it, and it just did me in. It was so heavy and so good and I had to eat the whole thing because you can't just leave a half a cheesecake. So I, I, I nearly needed a nap, There's a lot but I'm thinking maybe the next time I should, only, I should only eat stuff for dessert that I can dunk into coffee. Any opinions? Well, cheesecake's good, I don't know, chocodiles. <laughs> what are chocolate eyes? Oh man. I love the name though. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk. Okay, okay. Conversation for later. You know, I opted out of the cheesecake and I had another half a sandwich and I feel great. So, oh boy. Um, I She's, think you should have gone. I think you're food shaming me. The, Is that what you're doing? I Is think that? you should have gone the second lunch option okay. and just skipped past this. It was a buffet. I could have done that. You could have. I didn't even think through yeah. it. Next time, stick with me. And, I will yeah, do that, yeah. I personally would go with Twinkies. Because you can dunk them. And you and can you use them the next year if you have extra. <laughs> they'll, they'll still be fresh. That's right. I said that we talk actually. Fresh. They're, they're chocolate covered Twinkies. Chocolate dolls. There we, all right. So, okay. Even better. Next year. Mm -hmm. Well, we've at least solved the world's problems here on the Light Reading Podcast. Um, thanks to my panel, Alan, Kelsey, Jeff, and uh, please join us if you hear this. Uh, uh, please uh, check out the site, lightreading.com, for more information about the Cable Next Gen show and all that transpired. Um, please listen to us on Apple, Google, and Spotify. If you're watching this, if you're listening to this, please watch it on lightreading.com. And that is it. Thanks so much for listening and or watching. And you there with the headphones, thanks for letting us invade your personal space. We'll see you. Cheers. Cheers. Bye, guys. Cheers. Cheers, Alan. Ah! There you go.